Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at LAist.com slash sweeps. LAist Studios. We don't let that water just go down the drain. We catch that water. All right. I want to talk to you guys about one of the basic but most needed things in life. Water. We can't live without it, but we can live with less of it. This is How to LA, the podcast from Elias Studios that helps you better connect with the city and even make some change along the way. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. We got a lot of rain and snow this winter. Really, do you remember the last time it poured that much? The Sierra snowpack measured almost three times the normal amount for this time of year, beating a record set in 1969. Our groundwater basins are looking pretty full too. Still, we have to watch our water consumption. Water rules put in place by the city of LA last year are still ongoing. And outdoor watering is still capped at two days a week. So to explain all of this, we brought back our friend Erin Stone. She's the climate emergency reporter for LAist. Hey, Ryan. What's up? You know, it's kind of funny. Like the last time we talked about this in the same studio back in September, we were in a drought and it was so freaking hot. It was a totally different time. Feels like an entire lifetime ago. Going back to water and the restrictions, we were worried that even more restrictions were going to put in place just because it was so hot and things were so dire. So the rain came and made a huge difference, right? It made a really big difference. The county of L.A. has caught more than 300,000 acre feet of water. That's about 60 percent of L.A. city's total water supply per year. And there's going to be more coming into that as snow melts. Let's go back to the acre feet one, because that measurement, I don't really quite understand. How would you describe it for someone? An acre foot is basically if you filled up the Rose Bowl in Pasadena up to a foot of water, that's one acre foot. One? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So it's a lot of water. Basically, they use this because when you say gallons, you're getting into the billions of gallons real quick when it comes to water supplies. So acre feet is a way to have an easier handle on large amounts of water. So, you know, L.A. did collect a bunch of rainwater, right, and then stored it. What happens after, you know, the rain is gone and we start getting warm weather again? Yeah, so most of L.A.'s local water is caught in dams or reservoirs that are in the San Gabriel Mountains. And then it's released slowly into what are called spreading grounds and allowed to seep into the groundwater basins that we have right here in the county of L.A. But as 
things warm up and snow in the Sierra, where most of our water comes from, that's further north and to the east, that snow is going to melt and then go through all the aqueducts and the major systems that take that water to the city. But still, it's really just adds up to enough water for a year. So all that rain that we were dealing with, and it felt like Seattle in LA, <laughs> you're saying that it was just helpful for a year. It's a lot of water, more than 300,000 acre feet. But for comparison, every single year, the city of L.A. uses about 500,000 acre feet of water. We really need a lot more years like this to really be secure in our water supply. Technically, we're out of a drought because a drought is just a period of time when there's no rain. And clearly we got a lot of rain this season. But the climate crisis is driving an overall aridification of the West. So overall, in those long-term scenarios, we have less water. Already at this point, scientists are predicting this summer to be hotter than normal. So the next drought is right around the corner. I just felt my skin start to melt a little bit as I heard you say that. Um, I know, my anxiety spiked a little. (laughs) Oh, no. So, okay, now I understand that there isn't a lot of water to be like, you know, how do I say it in English? Uh (laughs) Like, we do have an abundance of water. Yes. At this current moment. But L.A. uses a lot of water. And we know long term, our water supply in general is going down. In fact, the state of California is expected to lose 10 percent of its whole water supply in the next 20 years. So we really need to be smart going forward. And I think right now, as the climate science has shown that we're in a long term drying, we just simply still can't use the amount of water that we might have considered normal in the past. So far here in the city of L.A., LADWP, the Los Angeles Department of Power, has chosen to stick with its current two-day-a-week watering. That was down from the normal three days a week. They are being cautious in terms of lifting those rules because we know in the big picture we're still in a long-term, drier situation. And then we're heading into summer when it's warmer, faster. And that means water use goes up. So even though we have all this water now, we don't want to use it really fast. So we did actually meet up a really cool role model for how to save water and adopt more sustainable practices in general. And even though we spoke to her last fall, her practices are kind of still, we can still do them to this day, right? Yeah, Lynetta McElroy, who lives in Lamert Park, has replaced her lawn with native plants and other drought-tolerant plants, and she grows her own vegetables and herbs in her backyard and uses gray water. And let's revisit what gray water is. Gray water is basically just reusing your kitchen or bath water or, you know, shower water without toxic soap, of course, before it goes down the drain. So just catching that water before it goes down the drain and using it on your lawn or your food garden. We're here on a beautiful street in Lamert Park outside Lynetta McElroy's house. We're going to go check out her gray water recycling system and her food growing system and lots of other sustainability tips. Just rang the doorbell. I think Lynetta should be home by now. Hi, it's Brian. I'm here with Aaron. Did you want to have a seat? Yeah, let's Would you like some water? No, I'm okay. Thank That's you. Lynetta McElroy. L-Y-N-E-T-T-A. MC, capital E-L-R-O-Y. She's a sustainability block leader for her neighborhood in Lamert Park. 
when I was in elementary school, we lived in South Central Los Angeles, and we could not use the water fountains because of the lead. I wanted to write that wrong. She says her experiences as a kid inspired her to conserve water whenever she could. We were just brought up with not wasting. We just did not buy what we did not need. A few years ago, I was talking to a young lady who's a renter, and she said how she just lets her water flow because she doesn't pay for it. Well, we're in a drought. We all pay for it. I asked her what she says to people like me who rent but still want to do more to save water. This may sound gross, but you might consider, do you have to flush every time? Okay, guys, to be honest, I shared this with some friends, and they weren't 100% for it. But check this out. An average flush uses about one and a half gallons of water. It's worth asking yourself, maybe you could consider just for number one? I don't know, but there's other steps you can take. When we wash our vegetables, we don't let that water just go down the drain. We catch that water. And then when that container gets full, we pour that into a pail. When that gets full, we water outside with it. So then we'll go in the back. We'll just put it here like the roses. Mm-hmm. That's enough for there. And then, oh, what is this? We just have this little raised garden. Kale, thyme. Her garden was so cute. Rosemary. She's got little raised beds with greens and herbs. Oh, oh, this is Ashitaba Kisuke, the Japanese herb that's supposed to be very healthy for you. Rare plants in recycled plastic bins or wooden boxes, whatever she could find. She says she can grow about 20% of what her family eats right here in her garden. Unfortunately, Los Angeles was designed as though water was a waste product. And that's why the water that goes from the storm drain goes to the ocean. A few years ago, there was a reimbursement of, I think it was $74 for getting a rain barrel. Lynetta, being Lynetta, couldn't pass that opportunity up. I got something that at that time cost like $75 and I got $74 back. She had a bunch of tips and tricks just like that. Um, Lynetta, so with all the sustainability practices you have, for someone who's super intimidated about getting started, where do you suggest someone starts? In your refrigerator. Start in your refrigerator. See if there's some garlic or some onion that's starting to sprout a little bit, or maybe a potato. You can get dirt at the 99-cent store. Get two packs of those. And then you just start there. And you don't have to have a huge backyard to grow stuff like that. See, it's one of the things I love about Lynetta. She doesn't have this big old playbook. It wasn't handed to her. She's gone to the firehouse to take classes. She's looked up YouTube videos. She connects with people online. And yeah, a lot of what she does might be too intense for a lot of Angelinos, but she's inspiring these changes for the people in her community and helping them do what they can. I think we're seeing the damage that has been done if we own that. I'm not sure we could correct it, but at least we can slow it down. I do want to ask you a question that we're asking a lot of people we interview. What does it mean to be an Angelino? It means that we are in one of the most progressive, diverse cities in the world. We believe in the possibilities. But we have to own those possibilities and we can't give our power away.
What was your one thing you walked away with or you thought about it and you gave it to someone else? Saving some of those onions that <laughs> um, start to grow little tendrils when I leave them a little too long. I'm coming over for dinner for those onions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to practice a little, uh, some dishes for you, Brian. But okay. yeah, we'll come up with something. <laughs> All right, for sure. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so what's next? What's coming down the pipeline from LADWP or other utility companies? What I've heard so far is that LADWP is not currently planning to lift water restrictions. What they're saying right now is that conservation needs to become a way of life. Generally, LA still gets most of its water from Sierra Nevada snowpack and the Colorado River. But when we get wet years and we're able to capture more local water, we can bank that. And that's really the goal for the future because overall snowpack, which provides on average 60 percent of California's entire water supply, is going down. We're going to have less snow and a lot more intense rain. And that's the whole episode, folks. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Erin, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me as always, Brian. So there you have it. There's a lot more coverage from Erin about how and why we need to adopt more sustainable living habits. You can find it all on LAs.com slash how to LA. The rain's in the forecast next week. What? Like what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's I'm not it's ready. a wild year, everybody. Yeah. Who knows what's coming next? That's that's climate change for you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back here soon. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at Elias.com sweeps. Hi, I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, and we are back for another round. This is clearly an NPR audience. (laughs) I think they're so smart. What the hell? My guests this time are actor Vela Lavelle and author Amanda Montel, whose new book, The Age of Magical Overthinking, is out now. Join us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum for book talk, trivia, and hot takes. Tickets can be found at laist.com slash events.